there's perspective. You just got to keep an open mind. And then there's New York perspective. Are you as offended as I am? Contrary to popular opinion. I can't make deals with just anybody. Talk Radio 77 WABC. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We're going to talk to the great pollster, John McLaughlin, CEO of McLaughlin and Associates. Uh, John Princeton didn't quite make it last night. No. Gave it their best no. shot. Gave it their best shot. Anyway, they give it I want to talk shot. to you. I want to talk to you. Um, it's very interesting. Throughout this Alvin Bragg, you know, Alvin Bragg's the DA that can indict a ham sandwich. And all this stuff, the Trump derangement syndrome goes on. There's a lot of powerful news organs that are against Trump that in the past have been uh, helpful to him. But his polls are rising and his lead against the Santos is widening. And I think, John, your stuff shows um, his lead against Biden is widening. So talk to us about that, if you would. Well, the only crime that Donald Trump committed is that he's ahead in the polls. (laughs) And you and I know each. Well, first of all, Larry, your advice to him over the years, he's been a pro-growth president, mm-hmm. and that's what people want. Mm-hmm. And he's a businessman. He's an outsider. And, you know, like the, in the polls that you're referring to, I tell you, 85 percent of all voters say they've been negatively impacted by inflation. Forty two percent have said that they've been so negatively impacted by inflation, they can't make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you listed in the beginning of your show the uh, the consumer prices, mm-hmm. gasoline, food, et cetera, what they've gone up by, and inflation being this horrible tax, that's what's really affecting people. And they're looking at Joe Biden, who most voters disapprove, 54 percent, and they're looking at Trump, and they're saying, I would vote for Trump again, 48 to 43 among a mm. 1,000 likely voters. Mm. And if people want to check out this survey, we publish it every month. We have a, a history of publishing this over the years, that if, if they want to check it out, they can go to our website, mclaughlinonline.com. And in 2016, when you and I were advising President Trump to get him elected uh, back then, we were never ahead in the popular vote. Mm. We were close, and we could win a battleground state victory. And... In 2020, when he was up for re-election, it was the same scenario, a very close race where we could win a battleground state victory. Now he's ahead in the national popular vote because Joe Biden is the worst president the country's ever had. I mean, he's worse than Jimmy Carter. I mean, we're looking at an economic uh, inflation that I listen, you know, I can read polls, but you give the economic advice. This is not going away. And the American people want this stopped. I mean, it's it's when you look at the the polls and you ask them if the country's going forwards or backwards, they're telling us that I've ever seen American polls where two thirds, sixty five percent of the voters say we're going backwards and not forwards, only thirty five percent forwards, and they say the economy's getting worse. This that was the poll this week, sixty seven percent to twenty six percent. The economy's getting worse. Mm. So why is he? I mean, why is to look at that? Uh, it, why is his lead widening over Governor DeSantis? Uh, DeSantis uh, publishes a book. The book goes to the top of the list. Um, you know, Trump has a lot of bad headlines uh, that he's going to be indicted. 
but his polls have widened significantly against Ron DeSantis, and and I think that that surprises me. What what's your explanation, and what do your own polls show? Well, he's been president, and he's done a good job. And what in in light of Biden, I mean, first of all, I mean, they couldn't have picked a worse DA to try to indict Trump, right? And and politically, you know, when the coincidence. For years, I used to work for Arthur Finkelstein, and we ran campaigns for lots of candidates. And one of the political things you do is when you have trouble, like Biden does, because they got the bank records from China, and they're looking at millions of dollars coming into the Biden family, and they're, they're, they're making, you know, there's news that Biden doesn't want to be the headlines. So what he does is, get me out of the news. We need to create a diversion. Okay, who can we have indict Trump? Mm-hmm. Fulton County DA, mm-hmm. uh, the Justice Department. No, let's have Alvin Bragg do it. <laughs> a, a radical left-wing Soros prosecutor that Republicans really dislike that is a national disgrace because he lets criminals go. And then, he, you know, but he'll indict people like Jose Alba, who got stabbed and owned a bodega. Um, and so he decides to indict Trump. And in the meantime, conservatives then flock to Trump because this guy's a really bad guy. I mean, he's somebody that if Lee Zeldin had been elected governor, he would have fired the guy. So Bragg is boosting Trump's numbers, you're saying? Because last month we had Trump – well, back in January, we had Trump leading a field of 13 candidates in the primary, 43-31. And this month it's 46-23 to with 8% for Pence, everybody else less, against – in January, we had Trump leading DeSantis 52-40 in a one-on-one race. This month, it's 61-31 because conservatives are flocking to Trump to mm. defend him. So, But DeSantis is trying to run. I mean, I, I haven't heard much about Governor DeSantis about the economy, John. I, in fact, I haven't heard anything. But he's certainly trying to run as a cultural conservative. Now, you're saying that's not working. No, well, most of the voters in the country, the economy is the top issue, particularly inflation. Right. And Trump, you, thankfully, you were with President Trump. And when he was president, we had virtually no inflation. Yeah, we didn't have inflation. And, you know, we had no inflation. Four years, had basically. Economic, yeah, incredible. Economic growth. Yep. What's, the, what's growth going to be over the current year? You know that better than I do. They're saying it's going to be like zero, right? Mm-hmm. And when Trump Could was be. president... You, you were growing the economy. The tax cuts worked. So, so I'm just interested. DeSantis has a best-selling book, and he goes all over. Right. He's, he's on five Fox shows, Fox News shows, you know, and he's out and about, right? He's around the country. But his right. numbers come down. Now, you think that's a function of the Alvin Bragg business that kind of blocked DeSantis out, or is there something else going on there? There's something else going on, too. There's a, that That's blocking out. Also, when Trump announced he was running again in November, he really didn't campaign. And what he's doing now is, you know, he let the holidays go by. But then January, February, he started going out. He started going. People people weren't sure he was really running. Mm. And and uh, now he's been in, you know, Iowa. He's been in uh, South Carolina, New Hampshire. He's been to East Palestine Ohio, the mm-hmm. site of, you know, when Biden was away giving our, our tax dollars That was over a brilliant and, move. Brilliant move yeah. by Trump. Absolutely. Looked like, a pres- and, looked like a president. 
And when you ask these primary voters, do you think Trump should run again? 61% say yes. And if he runs, would you support or oppose him? At 74-22, they would support him. Mm. But he's but in a field of candidates, he's only in the 40s. And it's because they're they're looking at the other candidates and they look at them and they're saying, DeSantis isn't Trump. He's trying to beat Trump without being Trump. Mm. And that doesn't work for these voters because the, the majority, when you ask them if they're if they uh, have pride in the United States or they're worried or they're angry, the majority of these voters now tell us they're angry. The rest say that they're worried. So what they're so upset at what's going on. They're looking and saying, we need someone who's not just like Trump. Mm-hmm. We need. What about, um, let me just ask mm-hmm. you about some of the others show up in the poll. Mike Pence is in all these polls. He, I know, he's around seven or 8%. Um, right. He's not going up. He's not going down. Uh, he's picking. Right. He's picking up his appearances now. What do you make of the Penn story? What's your, what's your take on the Penn story? Uh, you know, Mike Penn. He's a, he's a he's a nice guy, but he's going to get the Miss, Mr. Congeniality Award in this contest because mm-hmm. he's not he's not taking stands that would be intense enough to convert the primary voters into real votes. And his and his strength was he was he was Trump's vice president. Mm-hmm. Now he seems to be criticizing and splitting with Trump at a time when most primary voters want Trump again. Mm. So it's 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 being counterproductive. He's actually inside the Republican primary. He's actually building a significant level of, of uh, negatives right now. And that's DeSantis's dilemma. Mm. DeSantis's base is Trump's base, yeah. but he's not as intense and as strong. So when he gets in against Trump, he's going to build negatives. Who's uh, so, What's Nikki Haley's base? Not really. Yeah, she's a part of a you're, you're, universe. You're breaking up, John. Where, go to go to the Sorry window. Sorry about that. Go to the window. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually out by the airport in Palm Beach, so everybody's going to Texas. Oh. So, <laughs> is Nikki Haley uh, is she close to the same? Now, it's her numbers. I saw some polls where she's in the Republican primary numbers. She's actually in the low teens. Which surprised me. That's only in South Carolina where she was the governor. Oh, okay. And and it's not in the national poll. It, it's not a national primary. She's really she's really got a piece of the of the South Carolina vote. Maybe some of the New Hampshire vote. That's mm. it. So, you know, there's a long time. It's ten months until the Iowa caucus. So these other candidates are going to go have to go out and spend time in the early states mm. and. Uh, in the meantime, Donald Trump's still the dominant candidate in these days. What about um, somebody like Mike Pompeo, who is very highly regarded, as you know? He's a very smart guy, uh, military man, businessman, has a background nobody else has, CIA director and, of course, Secretary of State, where he did a good job. And, by the way, his book spent 99% of the time praising Donald Trump. Does Pompeo, is there a Pompeo niche in this uh, Republican primary? Not as long as Donald Trump's in it. I mean, there is a foreign policy. You could have more of a foreign policy crisis with Mm -hmm. Ukraine and other things. And he was an exceptional secretary of state, exceptional Mm -hmm. CIA director. Mm -hmm. But still, right now, the dominant issue is economics. And and you really need a pro-growth economic message. By by the way, Pompeo is very good on – he's a supply sider. I mean, I talk to him a lot. He doesn't – you know, that's not his calling card. 
he doesn't write op-eds about it. But he is a free market supply sider. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, but as long as Donald Trump's in this and the front runner and the voters want him to beat Joe Biden, it's very hard to, you know, get recognition for that. Now, let so, me ask you, let me go to the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. I just saw polls this week. I talked about it on TV show. Uh, the University of Chicago, what is it, NORC? Uh, right. One sponsored by the AP and one sponsored by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Joe Biden is cratering right now. But how is it possible, John, Mac, uh, John McLaughlin, that with Biden cratering, nobody wants to – I don't know Democratic heads – pop up above the waterline to challenge him. I mean, he's like uh, the Wizard of Oz. You you know, you pull the curtain back and there's, you know, some little guy there with no power, but nobody wants to challenge him. How is this possible? Well, he's the incumbent president. But at some point, if somebody did, in a field of, thir- of uh, a dozen or so candidates or even more candidates, he only gets 23%. Huh. And, and his weakness, what tells you how really weak he is, is that they changed the rules for the Democrats to nominate delegates. Mm-hmm. Their first delegate state is South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They've totally wiped out the Iowa caucus for Democrats. The uh, New Hampshire primary is a show primary. It's not a real primary. Mm-hmm. They're doing that because Biden is so weak. They, you know, South Carolina delivered them the nomination after four losses. Mm-hmm. Or So they're, do, they're rigging the rules again. And the question is, does Biden – see, I don't, I don't think Biden's going to make it. I mean, I just think he's so weak and uh, things are so bad. They may dump him. And, and, you know, the Democrats, whether it's Kamala Harris that they don't want, that's the other thing is Kamala Harris's function, I'm sure, is like impeachment insurance. Because (laughs) if anything happens to Biden, they get her as president. And nobody wants her. Yeah, but you got – you have very ambitious governors like Gavin Newsom, whom I know quite well. But also this cha- uh, chap in uh, Illinois, Pritzker, whom I don't know, right. who's a, you know he's a rich, rich, rich guy could sell fun. I mean, these are governors, and in those left, you know, left wing blue states, I guess they're very popular, but they don't seem to want to run. Uh, not right now, but you know, it could be a situation like 1968. You're old enough to remember, and you were. Weren't you a Kennedy Democrat at some point? I was uh, JFK and RFK. Well, think about this as RFK, where RFK didn't get in until Eugene McCarthy put the torpedo into LBJ mm-hmm. in the New Hampshire primary. Mm-hmm. At some point, if somebody gets in, and, and they're positioning for it, like Gavin Newsom, they're entertaining reparations in <laughs> California I know. so it can help them in South Carolina and Georgia in the <laughs> primary. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it's so obvious. <laughs> it, it is so obvious. And, and, and when want, you look at. Where's my reparations? Where's <laughs> your reparations? Is um, white males but, don't get. We, white, white males don't get reparations, John. That's the problem. I don't know. Maybe. 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 fought for the union. <laughs> but what about, what about Whitmer? She repealed right to work in yeah. Michigan. Yeah, she's a so hero. She's Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she uh, wants the union support, though. All right. John, uh, thanks for the rundown. It's great stuff. Fascinating story. Trump's fascinating story. All right, buddy. Take care. i got to take a quick break. Outside of the break, we're going to talk to Chris Edwards of the Cato Institute. I'm Larry Kudlow. Please stay with us. Larry Kudlow.